podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, JJ. Uh, just happy to be back for week 16. Happy to be speaking like an over, you know, overly enthusiastic principal of a high school. <laughs> anyway, I was, I was going with more like the neighbor vibe. Oh yeah, yeah, right. You know, right. like a like a yeah, like like what you would see out of a. a a neighbor in a, in a movie or something. Yeah. Like Flanders is yeah, exactly Flanders ish. Yeah. I could see that. How was, uh, how was week 15 for you? Uh, not, it was good until, uh, Deontay Johnson. And then, uh, I lost two games on Deontay Johnson's touchdown. So it was, um, not, not the best. I'm trying to, I'm screaming the process into a, into every pillow I see lying around the house. How was yours? Well, your your pain is my victory because yeah. I I uh, right now I'm awaiting a a potential Juju Smith Schuster uh, uh, stat correction uh, because for those of you who who did or didn't see it I don't really care because we're gonna talk about it but uh, in that game where the Steelers lost the Bengals which how how bad are this are the, are the Steelers a bottom half team right now I mean the announcers were like this is a playoff team and it clearly is not. Yeah, right. They're, they're not. They're not. I sent the tweet last night where, you know, I, I retire players. Well, I said yeah. that Ben Roethlisberger said that he's not going to retire, but he he retired. That was a really good variation Thank on, you. on the tweet. I, I, I appreciated that because um, I know people are constantly tilted about you sending out those tweets, which you yeah. should never stop, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. But 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 having, you know, just a little bit different and and the fact that that news came out like hours before the game i mean yeah. that, that, that it's not like roethlisberger said this two months ago he said that to that day i don't think anything will top though when i got to retire des bryant because he he tested positive for covid and he actually said that he retired yeah right oh my god unbelievable but anyway so in that in that steeler game uh i was in a matchup against uh the famous rotopat uh, in, in a roto world and friends league that we do every year i'm, I'm defending my title so i really want to win again and go back to back and I'm playing against Pat. I have Deontay. He has Juju. I'm down by about 17 because, my God, I've been texting Pat all weekend throughout this matchup because every guy on his team, like my team was a strong favorite to win this. Every guy on his team just kept scoring a touchdown. Like it was just unbel- It's just one of those matchups. And so, you know, we're going back and forth. And, and you know, going into the night, I'm down 17 with Deontay versus his Juju. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I mean, this is this is not going to happen. So I can at least just like not have to sweat this game. And then I ended up sweating the game. Oh, sure. And, and I just wanted to watch a game pain free. My God. <laughs> and so Never. and so with uh, so so Juju had that fumble. Right. Where right. he just got knocked into Jupiter. Right. right. And, and, and just straight up outer space. And he was he was part of the did you see the Jupiter Saturn yeah. uh, thing in the yeah. sky? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ju- Juju was up there as well. He was up there. Yes. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, you know, dancing on the logo of another team's field, I guess that'll happen. 
I was really trying to come up with like a good analogy to the dancing on a on, on the logo of the field. And I I really wanted to send a tweet. I just couldn't bring it together. You know how you like want to think of you're thinking of a tweet and you want to bring oh, it yeah. all together, but it's just not good enough to send. And the one that I was gonna say was something along the lines of like I was filming a TikTok on my neighbor's lawn and then they like X Y and Z, <laughs> but I couldn't think of what the X Y and Z would be like. Like burning down my house would be too strong, right? Or like. Like, yeah, you know, I just, I couldn't, I thought of like, maybe they beat me in cornhole or something or, you know, motivated them to destroy me in something. Anyway, right. so th- I was trying to think of an equivalent thing to that, but we, we can, we can workshop that. My interns are available 24 hours a day. Okay. That would be helpful. Cause I think that there's something there. I think there's something there. So this Juju play, he fumbles the ball and on that play, he loses 10 yards and I won by 0.98 mm. against Rotopad. Okay. So after the game, everyone's like, oh, Juju's going to get 10 yards back because he fumbled the ball. And when you fumble, you don't lose those yards wherever right. the recovery is, right? But I, I had people in my mentions saying like, yeah, you lost, you lost, you lost. There's going to be a stat correction. And, and I, I was convinced there's going to be a stat correction. There hasn't been yet. I'm still convinced that it might. I'm not convinced, but I think that it might still happen. Mm-hmm. But I will say uh, there were some folks that sent me the, the rules. And evidently, when a player fumbles the ball at or behind the line of scrimmage the yards lost are credited to that player the difference the difference is that i don't know if like fumble yards loss is the same as like receiving yards right right right. so like so that that's what this comes down to so i'm hoping that nothing happens over the next like 24 hours and then i can actually play in this championship because i think over the next 24 hours is when something would change then the, the other the other wrinkle to this is that it's ten. I I need him if it's nine yards instead of ten yards. I would win yeah. still, right? So if they count like nine yards for the fumble or something, then I would still win. So it's a very very interesting dilemma. I I, I feel very much in the middle uh, of this whole thing because we have my podcasting partner against my boss. Right. I, I don't know who to root for right now. I'm I'm torn. I think it's very obvious who you should be rooting for. <laughs> uh, I'm but rooting, I'm rooting for a tie. But so speaking of bad beats, uh, that was a pretty bad beat for Rotopat. If he, if, if I end up winning, I don't even know. It'd be a bad beat for either of us at this point. Oh, yeah. So, uh, there is a tweet that, that field Yates found, I think via Reddit, someone last night, this is being recorded Tuesday. So the Monday night game, someone was in a matchup where they were up by 0.46. I think mm-hmm. it was. Right. And they had Juju and Eric Ebron going. And as you guys know, and it was not a PPR league, as you guys know, Eric Ebron uh, hurt, got hurt and he left the game with zero. He had zero fantasy points. Right. Juju had that fumble. And in a standard league, he scored negative points. God. And so the person who was up by 0.46 with those two guys left and the opponent had nothing, that person ended up losing because Juju and Eric Ebron combined for negative points. It's un. Believable. I, I I don't know what the percentage chance is, but it has to be well under one percent that 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 would happen. Uh, yeah. So 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 I, I tried to dig. So so I, I I tweeted about this and I said I said you know if if you think that you have a bad beat, there's always a worse beat, right? It's 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 always right, there's sure. always something that's just that's a way worse beat than what you experienced. Yeah. And so then I had people responding to me and they were saying like just bench your players. Why would you start Juju and Eric Ebron? When you're you already have the victory, why why would you why would you do it? Well, the the problem is stack corrections, right? right. Like 0.46 is not a huge victory. It's not. It, I mean, one little stack correction on Tuesday or Wednesday, and you've suddenly lost and you outsmarted yourself. I think 
I think the proper process, we got someone in our mention saying the, the, the good process would have been to bench the players. Now, I, w- I would have said yes if the lead was, I don't know, three points, five points, seven, some, something yeah. in that range, okay, where it, a, a stat correction is very likely not going to change that result. But when you're talking about less than half a point between you and, and the other person, I, I – I have no problem with playing both of those guys. I would have done the exact same thing because 99.998% of the time it's going to work out. And you're and and even a bad game, even a, a terrible game from Ebron and Juju is going to net you what five points total. Right. So like it's it's un, unreal. The worst beat I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and so the way that I look at it is I actually looked at all wide receiver performances this year, and under 1% of them, fewer than 1% of them, uh, ended in negative points Okay, uh-huh. for, okay. A, at wide receiver. But I should also throw the caveat that the vast majority of the negative scores at wide receiver were from wide receivers who saw zero volume okay. because they're, they're likely yeah. like punt returners, right? And they just fumbled the ball in like a punt return or they, they had like a gadget play and they ran the ball and they fumbled. Like there, there were very few instances. There was like two instances where a guy had two targets uh, and, and got negative points, but, but we would even be projecting Juju for more than that volume, let alone the combination of that happening and Eric Ebron getting zero. Which he hasn't done all season long either. And and a, first of all, with Ebron, it was a perfect matchup. The Bengals give up a lot of targets and a lot of receptions. Not a lot of touchdowns, but targets and receptions to tight end. Ebron is a, a big part of that passing offense. They have one of the highest, if not the highest, neutral pass rate in the league. I mean, Ebron was a was a no brainer. And then you said. With with Juju's volume, I mean, how many targets did he see? Seven, eight, something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, so like you, yeah, you have to feel good about that volume floor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there, there's no there would there was no reason to bench those guys. I think the person did the right thing. It's just that they're going to have to live in hell for their entire off season because of what happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't forget about that for the rest of my life. No. Period. Period. I, no, I, I still haven't forgotten about the Jordy drop. Yeah, right. I mean, there's there's always those instances in fantasy football where in the moment, I'll, I think that the way that you think about this is uh, in the moment and for the next year, it's going to suck and sting. But then, you know, three, four, five years from now, you then look back on it and say, man, I had the worst beat imaginable in fantasy football. I'm going to tell you about it. And it's like a cool story then, right? And at least that person's bad beat is going viral. I mean, that's something. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's they a good have point. that going for them, which is, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I would have played both those guys because my feeling is the probability of a 0.46 stat correction, right. point stat correction, is greater to happen than the probability of Juju and Eric Ebron combining for negative, basically negative half a point, right? That's what they needed to happen. So this was standard scoring? Yes, I believe so. I think this is actually a lesson. There's a lesson here, and it's to stop playing in standard scoring That's leagues. right, because I'm like... How did I you know? I watched most of that game. I, I remember Juju catching passes. I'm like, how did he not like rack up some points there? But I forgot that there are still people living in caves playing standard scoring fantasy football. The crazy thing with uh, the Rotopad game that I had is number one, there was a I don't know if you remember the throwaway that, that Ben Roethlisberger had at one point in that game, and, and Deontay just came out of nowhere and caught it for yeah. like it was a meaningless catch. Didn't do anything, but he caught the ball. So Pat and I were texting. We were like, are, are you kidding me that he just caught that? But then also Deontay got hurt. 
last night. Yeah, with the foot, yeah. Yeah, and he was sidelined, and I'm like, well, this is over. And Deontay sidelined, and, and the, the one drive that he sidelined, or that first drive after he was hurt, uh, Juju had like a 20-yard gain, like that that he went down the sideline a little bit, and he uh, he had a big gain. It was his biggest game of the day. And I lost on that play, and I'm thinking I definitely lost because Deontay's not coming back on the field. Very next play, Deontay comes back on the field and catches a pass, and that was it for me. Yeah, I have a I have a, a memory of thinking that he was out for the game and not <laughs> not being entirely devastated. So, yeah, so it was a crazy, <clears throat> crazy, crazy night, and there's going to be crazy, crazy beats, and it's even worse when it's all happening in the fantasy football playoffs. But we are on to week 16. Actually, we're not yet because I want to recap week 15. Yes, let's do that. Week 15 was pretty good. Uh, we had two quarterback streamers. Uh, I kind of like when it's like truncated like that. We have yeah. like the, the the fewer fewer picks, which we're not doing this week, but I, I kind of dig it. Uh, if we had Phillip Rivers, he had 17 points. Jalen Hurts had 38 points, 37.8 points. Uh, he's a beast. Uh, Irv Smith had 6.7, kind of a disappointing day. Cole Komet had 3.2, also a disappointing day. Gerald Everett, which, Denny, I give you props for the process here because <laughs> – Tyler Higby did the damn thing. I know. And Gerald Everett had 4.8 points, uh, but know, it was, man. it was the right process. I'm, I'm happy about that process. I know. I, I had people on the Patreon saying, why are we playing Everett over Higby? And, and I clarified I should have done this on the podcast, but clarified that Higby is, is the slight favorite here. If he's available, it's just that he wasn't, he was only available in 50% of leagues and, and Everett was available in like 95%. So that's yeah. why. We went with that, but the Jets give up a lot, a lot of points to tight ends. Yep. Uh, Jordan Reed had 9.8. He was able to find the end zone. Uh, and then our defenses were uh, were Jekyll and Hyde. We had uh, Minnesota had two, mm-hmm. and Dallas had 15. Dallas was, was very good. There you go. Uh, all right, let's move on to week 16, championship week. I will kick things off. We're going to start defense because I'm in control. I'm the captain now, Denny. <laughs> You're the captain now. I'm, I'm doing the I, I I'm, thing. I'm, I'm, I'm the captain now. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. I think they're the best streamer this week on defense. Uh, CJ Beathard was just named starter, by the way. How, how about this? I'm in a dynasty draft this offseason during quarantine, and and I'm drafting with Davis, Maddock. Okay, mm-hmm. he, he's in the league. And Maddock, it's a super flex league. He decides to draft CJ Beathard in this yeah. league. Okay. okay. Right. And and by the way, Maddock, your team is garbage. But he, <laughs> he, he drafted this team. My, my, like just, it's, it's, it was a hilariously, it was, it was an, a slow auction and a, and a lot of people hadn't experienced a slow auction. It was just an S show, but it was a lot of fun. So Davis has CJ Beathard and I'm drunk one night okay. and, while, while we're, while we're like drafting and, and right. going through bids and stuff. And I tell Davis that there's no way that CJ Beathard is going to start for a football team again. At which point he says, do you want to bet? At which point, of course, the the go to Davis Matic response is, "We're going to bet this," and right. we put we we set the over under at one and a half games, <laughs> and so I'm 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 almost locked in to lose this bet. And it, like it was funny because we were joking like C.J. Beathard is going to be 67 years old and he's still going to say, "Oh, but wait, but wait, he could still start one more game." Um, no, that, that's right, yeah. But yeah, so C.J. Beathard is going to start, which is honestly probably like a neutral move for this offense maybe yeah I, I'm not I'm not really sweating it either way um the bottom line is the San Francisco offense has just generally been complete dog poop I oh. mean they, they've been so bad get this Denny in six of their last seven games they've given up a top 10 defensive performance in fantasy what in six of their last seven games that's so, uh, on a, in a position that's you know so subject to variance that's very hard to do 
Yeah, it's insane. And over the last two weeks, they've given up the number one defense. It was Washington two weeks ago and Dallas this past week. Um, the Cardinals themselves, not even that bad defensively in terms of what they bring for fantasy. They're top five in the league in sacks. Right. Uh, they're, they're three and a half point favorites. I don't know if that's going to move or not. This is actually from yesterday's line from when I did the 15 transactions article. So that might move a little bit with CJ Beathard. I, I still, I, I don't think it's really going to, I don't think it's that big of a difference, uh, that big of a change. It might just change naturally because I think that line was a little bit weird, uh, to begin with, but the Cardinals are favorites. I think they should have no trouble with this offense. I think they're the top streamer. Yeah, let's just get Matt Stafford to San Francisco this offseason, please. How let's get I, I personally want Matthew Stafford in Denver. Oh yeah? All those weapons? Yeah, yeah. Be fun. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess the the Kyle Shanahan. But you're Shanahan right. You're right. You're right. Kyle Shanahan would be very fun. I was actually just selfishly thinking about Brandon Ayuk and how, how fun that might be. Yeah. Um all right. I have the Chargers playing Denver at home. The Chargers are three and a half point favorites, and only the Cowboys and Vikings allow more schedule adjusted points to opposing defenses than Denver. Uh, Drew Locke, as we have said 69 times on this podcast, is a disaster. Uh, completing, oh, here you go. I, I forgot that I had a 69 reference in this one. <laughs> Drew Locke has been a disaster, completing a league low 69% of his passes when you adjust for throwaways, batted passes and drops not nice not nice um so i bet you know bad game script negative game script would be excellent for the chargers i think we may see some ignore the fact that drew lock absolutely roasted the chargers last time they played i think the process is is still solid here yeah denver the number one team in adjusted fantasy points allowed to defenses as well so i'm definitely about this the the chargers as a as a deeper play i still think arizona is a better play yeah. i still think arizona is a better play than washington too who's the last streamer um carolina if you could throw the most neutral team into onto a field it would be the carolina panthers <laughs> like that like like from from a from an offensive standpoint and matchup standpoint they're basically middle of the road and adjusted points allowed middle of the road and sack rate i mean it's just it's it's not a, an undesirable matchup, but it's not a desirable matchup, sure. right? Uh, but Washington, you know, good defensive line. We know that they're top uh, five or top five, top five or ten in pressure rate this year. Uh, only five teams have more sacks than Washington does. And Denny, we have a Ron Rivera revenge game. Oh, we do. Yeah, big big revenge game for Ron Rivera here. We do, but he may be without Dwayne Haskins, who is still in the club. <laughs> we'll probably get to that later but yeah, yeah so washington not a bad option um I, I think they're fairly safe i would play i would i think i would play washington over the chargers i would i would de definitely I, I can't believe that washington's still out there in a lot of leagues I, I mean i get that last week you probably weren't playing them against seattle but yeah that, that line and the in the pressure they put on on quarterbacks makes a big difference yeah so i would go i would rank them arizona washington la yeah all right yeah. We're, we're moving on to tight end Oh, okay. So you're the captain now. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I jumped the gun, but I, yeah, I'm anxious because I have a bunch of tight ends to talk about. You do, yes. All right. So we're going to start with Irvin Q. Smith, the ninth. Irv Smith, okay, just for those who are not familiar <laughs> with my ridiculous uh, um, <laughs> joke about his name. Uh, against the Saints. So Kyle Rudolph is not practicing as of today, Tuesday. We'll see how that progresses as the week goes on but i wouldn't be surprised if they shut them down honestly yeah, and, and they, they play on christmas so it's an early game too yes exactly uh so it's, it's certainly not uh like a matchup based option on paper 
uh, as no team allows fewer adjusted points to tight ends than the Saints this season. And as I have in my notes, nevertheless, uh, 24.5% of targets against the Saints have gone to tight ends. That's the second highest rate in the league. Um, you know, Irv Smith, after having kind of a scaled back snap share in week 14, uh, returned to a full complement of snaps and pass routes in week 15. In fact, JJ, he ran 35 pass routes last week, which was the fifth most among tight ends. It was uh, encouraging, to say the least. Uh, the Saints defense is a pass funnel. And I swear, I'm not making these stats up, okay? I'm not trying to be funny. Saints defense is pass funnel nearly 69% of yards against them this nice. year have come through the air. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just happens. Uh, and uh, Smith is available in 80% of leagues. I like him. I also like Austin Hooper a lot. He's like a 50-50 guy in terms of uh, percent rostered. But uh, there are a lot of tight ends in Cleveland that they use. They sort of rotate. But Austin Hooper, they also run a lot of 12 personnel. But Austin Hooper has been the tight end one when he's been healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, this past week, he ran by far the most routes on that team. He ended up seeing a 20% target share, 41 receiving yards. He found the end zone against the Giants. Now he gets the Jets. Denny talked about the Jets earlier in the show. They're easily the best matchup for tight ends. Uh, they have given up the most adjusted fantasy points to the position. So I think Austin Hooper, in a game where Cleveland has a 28-point implied team total, I think Austin Hooper works. Absolutely. Uh, we're we're sticking with Cole Komet for now, but I think that he's more of like totally touchdown dependent option. Whereas a guy like Irv Smith, I don't think is you know quite fits that description. Uh, the Bears play the, the Jags this week, the lifeless, soulless Jags. Uh, Komet is out there in 87% of the league. Last week he ran 20 routes against the Vikings, which was twice as many as Jimmy Graham. The only problem is he was out targeted uh, by Graham three yeah. to two. So. Yeah, uh, you know, he's only averaging 21 routes per game over the past three weeks. That's not what we're really looking for. Um, but so that and, and therefore he's a touchdown dependent option. Uh, the, the Jags have not given up that many receptions or yards to tight ends this year, but only the Jets have allowed more tight end touchdowns in the year of our Lord 2020. Sorry to get religious. Uh, Dalton Schultz, all I have in my notes is that he is running a lot of routes. Yes. He like, like a lot, like he, he's one of the guys getting a lot of cardio in the NFL. <laughs> um, and Philly is the sixth best matchup in adjusted fantasy points allowed. I, I, I would probably play Dalton Schultz over Cole Komet though. Yeah. Yeah. Komet is was really disappointing. I mean, you got to play Schultz in, in, um, and point per heartbeat. Uh, you know, yes. leagues and, you know, cause he's running, he's just out there running constantly. I actually saw him at one point, look at his heart rate monitor. He had a watch on, he was, he was checking his, his heart rate and seeing his, his pulse and, just and making, up making sure that things were, were going well. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. that he's, he's probably a Peloton guy. I would yeah. assume Dalton Schultz. Um, of course, naturally he's a, he's a coastal elite like you. Yes. Uh, all right. We're Jordan Reed, I think is like a very fringe option this week, but we're going to, we're going to mention him here uh, at Arizona um, he's been great. He's been great in points per route run formats. You know, he's 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 doing a lot of that uh, as Dalton Schultz is. 28 routes last week against Dallas. Ross Dwelly ran nine routes. Uh, Reed was only targeted four times. He got two two of those for 18 yards. Uh, the Cardinals have allowed three touchdowns to tight ends all year, but they're giving up 4.6 tight end receptions on 7.4 tight end targets per game you you might be able to do worse than Jordan Reed let's move on to quarterback I'm the captain again uh we gotta we gotta say Jalen Hurts right like I, I'll, I'll I'll go quickly through Jalen Hurts 
you guys are playing him. He's like a, he's a top five option this week. Yeah, it, yeah, good. He's still he's still out there in like sixty percent of leagues, but he's a top five option. Uh, he's rushed for 169 yards, nice over his last two games. Nice. Brought it together last week through the air. Now he gets Dallas. Yes, you're playing Jalen Hurts, but let's move on to another guy. I'm gonna go. Yes, do, go you, do you have something? Sorry, do you have something to add about Jalen Hurts? Gonna, yeah, I was. Oh, too bad, Denny. You're not gonna add anything. No. This, is, this is my ship. No, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. This is a great way to end the season, by the way. But yeah. we are gonna have a a week 17 show everybody yeah yeah we'll have the decap show uh i just wanted yeah i wanted to mention this is like a unique situation because technically he's a streamer but you're starting him if you have him right yeah oh yeah jalen hurts if you have jalen hurts you like i think that you're looking at like he's in like the josh allen lamar jackson tier that's right yeah yeah like like i would play like patrick mahomes over him but i i still think it's it's like like he's up there. Jalen Hurts has that same upside, but yeah, I mean, like Mahomes against Atlanta, you're playing Mahomes mm-hmm. over Jalen Hurts. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go Baker Mayfield. I think of the non-Hurts guys, Baker is probably my favorite. Okay, you might disagree, but did you know, Denny? Over the last four weeks, only one quarterback has more fantasy points per game than Baker Mayfield, mm. and his name is Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> which is which is also awesome. Yeah, uh, but. The Jets, I know that we saw what they did last week against the Rams, which is one of the most surprising things I've ever seen in football. Um, But the Jets, in each of their last six prior to that game, they gave up a top 10 fantasy performance to a quarterback. Wow. Um, They are the seventh best matchup in adjusted fantasy points allowed. I mentioned earlier the Browns have a good implied team total of 28. That's one of the highest on the week. I I, I think Baker, just all of that combined, he's he's a fairly safe option. And honestly... You know, I think a lot of times in these scenarios, we overestimate, and I've talked about this before on the show, we overestimate our ability to predict game script. Mm -hmm. And we assume that Cleveland's going to get ahead and therefore Baker's not going to do that much. And you got to really rely on Baker scoring touchdowns early for them to get ahead and not like Nick Chubb. And that's all valid and fair, but don't assume that you know so much about how this game script might go. Um, so, so keep that in mind, you know, a good example of that. I had a, a question a couple weeks ago with Ryan Tannehill against Detroit and, uh, or was it, was it past, or was it this yeah, past past week? Yeah. And, and I, to me, I was like, uh, I was like, you got to play Tannehill still mm-hmm. because you're, you're assuming way too much by thinking that they're going to just be ahead this whole game and they won't have to throw it. And so like that it's, it's a good example is the Tannehill example. And I, I think a similar thing can happen with Baker Mayfield. We even saw it even the other thing too, we saw with Russell Wilson against the jets right. where they got ahead and it was because of Wilson and he didn't play the fourth quarter and he still threw for four touchdowns. That's right. Yeah. People outsmart themselves every week against teams like the jets. I mean, we see this every season, you know, especially when we get a feel for the worst teams and like the worst defenses and, and people say, Oh, well, I can't play this guy because or I can't play Tannehill because Derrick Henry's going to score all the touchdowns. Right, right. And, and that's you know process wise, it's like off the charts terrible. And I, I I used to do it, you know, when I was when I was young, when I was a kid, I I did that. Stuff. And look, we're not saying that Baker Mayfield is a lock to have. I mean, he could easily throw zero touchdowns in this game. Yeah. It's just that that process wise, I I worry about that to a degree. Like I think that you can maybe worry about it a little bit with like Chicago because of what we saw with uh, Trubisky's volume this past week, but. Even still, you know, it can't be the only thing we care about. That's right. Speaking of Trubisky, how'd you like that? Little that was great. Yeah. Do you want to be the host now? <laughs> I mean, I am the co-host, technically. True, true. Uh, 
I, I'm 20% the host. All right, Mitch Trubisky at Jacksonville. He's still available in 88% of leagues, which is a slap in our face, honestly. Um, Bears are seven and a half point favorites with a 27.25 implied total. Jacksonville has gone kind of from, from an okay quarterback matchup to a pretty great one over the past month. They now give up the fifth most schedule adjusted points to quarterbacks uh, with at least eight quarterbacks. I'm sorry, with the last eight quarterbacks against the Jags scoring at least 19 fantasy points. Uh, the Jags allow a 70% completion rate. That's the second highest in the league, only behind the Jets. And Trubisky has you know, shown like a really solid floor since returning uh, and, and stepping in for falls. He has at least 242 yards in three of his four games since then. Uh, and he has three touchdowns in two of those four games. So I, I, I like him. I mean, you're playing your Bears. Like, just play your Bears. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go with Tua Tungabailoa. Um, the Raiders are banged up defensively. We saw that with, Just- I mean, they were horrific against Justin yeah. Herbert and that was Herbert without his top two wide receivers yeah. in that game. I mean, they, they were just so, so bad. Uh, Miami has a 25 uh, point implied team total in this game. That's pretty strong. Um, and then also Tua hasn't been very bad. I mean, over the last three games, he's averaged uh, 21 fantasy points per game. So yeah. I think, I think Tua works in this matchup against uh, Las Vegas, not Oakland. And, on the other side of the ball in that game, we have Marcus Mariota. I'm on fire right now. Uh, so this isn't so much about matchup as it is about Konami code potential because the Dolphins are a pretty tough matchup for quarterbacks and passing games in general. But uh, Mariota rushed nine times for 88 yards and a touchdown last week against the Chargers in relief of Derek Carr and his injured groin. Uh, you know, Most of those runs were actually read options or design runs, which means – we're not going to have to go into this game relying on, on scrambling alone for rushing attempts, which is always kind of a dicey proposition for fantasy purposes. Uh, the Raiders are a three-point underdog with a total of 22.5. Not good. In fact, bad. Uh, but as we've talked about, I think recently with Jalen Hurts, actually, uh, low implied totals shouldn't really scare us off quarterbacks who have rushing upside, like, sure. like Mariota. So I, I don't think Mariota is like a top streamer. Um, but I think that that rushing upside, you know, puts him in the conversation for sure. Yep. All right. To recap, we have Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, Tua Tungavailoa, Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky, Irv Smith, Cole Komet, Jordan Reed, Austin Hooper, Dalton Schultz, Arizona, Los Angeles, and Washington. There you go. Nailed it. Question time. First one's from at Mr. Chris Traub. When opening a new loaf of bread, I remove all the slices from the bag Take the heel and first slice, match them with the la- with last slice and heel, then return all slices to the bag so all slices are proportional by size of slice. How much of a psychopath am I? What do you say about that? I, I don't. I, I can't even follow this logic. Uh, I I can't either. And listen, I know Chris. Chris and I are DFS buddies. We go back and forth on DM a lot. I like Chris. I'm now, I'm now scared of Chris. I don't know what to say. (laughs) I would be too. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid. I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. Yeah. This is, this is like very frightening. Like I'm, I'm scared that you're even, you're, you're as close to us as, as first of all, DMing with Denny, I would definitely be scared, (laughs) Denny, but even just listening to this podcast and the proximity of that is scaring me. I mean, he's very sharp when it comes to, well, everything, but DFS in particular, 
I, I think, you know, maybe you, your, your mind works in a, in a very different way now that, now that I'm thinking about it, because I, 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 you're matching, you're taking the ends of the bread and you're matching them with each other. Is that what he's saying? I don't know because it says I remove all slices from the bag. Okay, so, so okay, let's let's break this down. We're gonna break this down. Okay, I remove all all the slices from the bag. So we have a loaf of bread and we take out all the slices. So the ends or the heels, as he calls them, are are out of the bag. The heels is stupid. It's just the end of the freaking no, no, loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. We we've had this question before. What do you call it again, Denny? Oh yeah. What what do I call it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you call it? I said it was something completely incorrect, and I can't remember it. Now. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so all the slices of bread are laid out on a table, okay? Uh, it says, take the heel and the first slice. Okay. So I'm assuming, so it's all on the same side, right? So you take the heel and the first slice, match them with the last slice in the heel. So you're taking the two ends. Uh, okay. Okay, and then it says, then return all slices to the bag, so all slices are proportional by size of slice. So what I'm assuming is that he's removing the, the 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 heels, both heels, and then the first slice on either side, so that he can take the rest of the of the of the loaf and put that back in the bag. That's my guess. Uh, okay, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Are are, is, are we assuming he's throwing away the? That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. Like, do you have? I hope you have a pond out back with ducks that you can <laughs> that you can feed this bread to, because otherwise you're wasting a lot of bread. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you're you're not getting what you pay for. Uh, no, no, not at all. Not I at like all. The, the heel of the bread. I, what, I, what, what if he? What if he is? You know how like like what what if he is some sort of like psychopath and he has like this closet in his house that's like like dimly lit and just has all this bread full of like you open the door and it just it just piles back onto you like it's a mountain of of uh heel uh, bread heels just just you know stream out onto you man this is a an interesting start to these questions yes next question rank these by t level going to a gentleman's club after a loss i didn't want i didn't want to use the s club word in front of the kids understandable Kicking a field goal down 17 points with four minutes and 12 seconds left in the game, winning a meaningless week 15 game, and kneecapping your chances at getting Trevor Lawrence. What is what is the 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 T level of these? Well, I, as the T level expert, I have to say that certainly Joe Judge kicking a field goal down 17 is. I think that that's the high T move because it's saying, you know, I'm going to keep it clean for the kids. F your analytics. Yeah, that's true. You know, we th- this is this is a man's game, and a, in this situation, a man would kick a field goal. Yeah, and we're gonna—that's well, what we're gonna do. It doesn't matter what the numbers tell me. I'm not listening to no to any nerds out there. I'm kicking the field goal. So that that's super high T, and you and you're owning yourself. You know, to own own the analytics live. So I think that that ranks first. The second one has to be Dwayne Dwayne Haskins. I agree. Yeah, go, going to a gentleman's club after a, a you know a huge setback loss like you know that really really hurts them for the for the postseason they're they're now you know just on the desperate edge of uh missing the postseason and uh and for him to go out i mean if he could be any more hated by the washington team 
and its fan base. I, I don't I don't know how he could be more hated is what I'm saying. It's just Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like remember last year when he was like celebrating and stuff and like he had to go like there's just there's there's been incidences, not only that, but then it doesn't match on the field because he hasn't been very good. So there's there have definitely been incidences where incidents, I should say. I said incidents. Is that right? In, incidences. Yeah, it, you had like eight letters too many. Yeah, I'm I'm dumb. Uh, so Dwayne Haskins is not very liked, and then this this gentleman's club thing is just be like like look, technically, I mean, he can do what he wants, and I'm very much a pro. You know, you're like. Like don't don't have to, you don't you don't have to be some sort of like person that people look up to oh, yeah, just yeah. because you play football, right? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. Like that you do you you do you, right? But it, you you have to understand that this is a horrible look, terrible because <laughs> it's a terrible look. Look, I, yeah, I I don't care. I know you're famously pro strip club, and and I, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah yeah I don't. Do they have this in North Carolina? I don't know. Uh, and, and, and but for him to do this with COVID, oh man, I mean, you, how old is he? Like, how, come on, you stop acting like, like a teenager. I, I, and I feel like an old man saying that, but even yeah. he said, no, he said in his statement though, uh, he said that he, it was immature. He called it immature and he, and he took responsibility for it. Uh, which is funny because he didn't even try to deny it. He just fessed up. Yeah, I mean, it. which is good. Which is good. You shouldn't like, you know, say like, "Oh, my buddies kidnapped me, and I went to the went to the S Club after <laughs> yeah. the after the game." Uh, yeah, but at the same time, it's just one of those situations. Just like, just, just, uh, you know, just very, very upsetting that it it happens. Like you, you don't want that to happen to any player because it's just so easily avoidable. You know, the one argument he could have had was to say. I have a doppelganger in the Washington area yeah, right, right, and he right. was, he was in there from what I was told. So that's, you know, what, what can I do? Yeah. And then, and then the, 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 to me, the lowest T is winning a meaning, meaningless week 15 game because that's their job. They're like really, people, people who are like angry at the jets for winning and all this guy, like, I don't know if you, if you heard Frank Gore after the game, but do you think like Frank Gore like really wants to go Owen 16 in one of his final years. Well, actually he's going to play for 16 more yeah, years. So, so who knows? But like the, these players want to win because this is literally their job. So yeah. let's stop the, the tanking crap. Tanking goes on in the front office. It doesn't happen on the field. Um, the jets social, uh, the, the jets Twitter account had the bleakest tweet on Monday morning. It was, it was the offensive lineman they drafted high. I forget his name. Uh, maybe this year, the year before standing at the podium doing like waving, like very, like a gentle wave. And it was just hashtag victory Monday. <laughs> 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 and I was like, God, this is the darkest victory Monday post of all time. The, the Jets social media people have no idea how to react yeah. after, after a win. Yeah. Next question at time to pivot. I've recently tweeted all of the NFL players on my fantasy football team to let them know they're allowed to at me when I perform poorly at my job. So that was good. People need to just completely stop that nonsense. It's so obnoxious because it gives people such a bad name or it gives fantasy football yeah. such a bad name. And I'm just, it, it's just so irritating. And then I'll tweet something like today. I tweeted that James Robinson should have made the pro bowl over Josh Jacobs, which he should have. And that Robert Tunyon should have made it over Evan Ingram, yep. which he definitely should have. Yes. And when when I send that tweet, you get Josh Jacobs people in my mentions, and they're tagging him in this tweet. Yep. And it's like, what does that do? 
What do you think? Number one, do you think that I want to piss off Josh Jacobs? Of course not. I'm just giving my opinion about something and I'm not even derailing Josh Jacobs. I'm just saying James Robinson is a freaking stud and I'm not taking away Nick Chubb and I'm, who else was what the AFC running back? Probably one of the best. Uh, I'm just blanking right Henry, now. Henry, Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry, of course. Like, I'm not going to take them away from the team. They're freaking monsters. Of course, it's going to be Josh Jacobs of those three. And so that, that's that's just all I'm saying. And James Robinson has been better than Josh Jacobs this year. You don't need to tag the guy. That's the worst. I have never wanted to punch anyone more than I, than I do when they tag a player. Like, who are – like, what are you? you you're a tattletale? Yeah. Are you, a, are you a, a, a patrol, a safety patrol in the hallway? You yeah. jerk. And like here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is on a, a much, much smaller level. Don't get me wrong. But we have awards in the fantasy world, right? Whether it's the FSGA or the FSWA, there are awards. And when and nothing annoys me more than when I lose a, an award. My God, I've been nominated so many damn times, and I can't win any of them. <laughs> when, when I lose an award. And people then tag me and they say late round QB should have won it when it, someone else won guys like, like let that, like this is so ridiculous. Just stop. Number one, it doesn't matter that much. Number two, this is so effing uncomfortable. Yeah. Why are you doing this it, right it now? It puts you in such a bad spot because you know, part of you wants to say like, thanks, you know, yeah, that, of course. Yeah. Like I appreciate that. But also yeah. you don't want to take away from whoever won the damn thing. Right, because you know, they and won, like, and it's fair. I'm happy for these people who won. It's important that they won. It's like, just stop, stop adding me and being like, "Oh, this is this is this is garbage." This other person should have yeah. won. So, like, we've experienced it on like a, a semi, uh, you know, at, at, at least some level. Now, well, multiply that well, by, well. yeah, multiply that by a, a million, literally, and and that's what these guys are experiencing. The fact that I don't like that means these players have to just completely despise it. Also, the the Josh Jacobs thing from a couple weeks ago, where you know he gave the the, the middle finger emoji to fantasy yeah. players, whatever. I that to me, I mean, would I have done that? No, but right. he has to deal with us fantasy yes. people in his mentions, saying the most god awful things, wishing harm on him, uh, threatening him, and and you you can see this if you just scroll through any players mention any fantasy relevant players mentions. And so for a, a young guy with a huge social media following to have to see that week after week after week during the season, I, I don't, I don't blame him at all. That's, that's like, that's what we get, honestly. Yeah. Can we talk about this for a second too? Because I think this is a really good topic to talk about because uh, I tweeted about this after the Josh Jacobs thing happened. Mm-hmm. There were some analysts who were really upset about it. And I understand both sides. Like I understand why a fantasy analyst would be annoyed by what Josh Jacobs did, because on one hand, Jacobs is basically saying fantasy football, F you, mm-hmm. F the people who are involved in fantasy football, when we know objectively fantasy football is driving the NFL to some degree yeah. and, 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 and in turn helping Josh Jacobs paycheck, right? Like fantasy football helps him in some way. Now, yeah. do I think that someone like Josh Jacobs should be sitting on Instagram and having that type of awareness a hundred percent of the time and mm-hmm. say to himself, well, I'm not going to tweet this because technically fantasy football helps my paycheck and yada, yada, yada. Of course not. Of course not. No. Do I care that he sent that tweet? Not really. Do I think it was smart for him to send that tweet? No, I don't think it was smart for him to send the tweet or the, 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 the Instagram story yeah. at least. But, but like the, the bottom line here is that if, if, if you're being exposed to something 
and that exposure is 99.9% negative because usually these guys are only seeing the negative comments. Even if it was only half negative, it's human nature to have that negativity bias and focus in on the negative reactions that people are having about you. It's the same thing that you and I feel when someone says, oh, thanks for the recommendation sarcastically yeah. after they lose a game, right? Yeah. We, we, we hone in on that and we focus on that and we, we forget about all the positive comments and people thanking us and people yeah. being nice to us because it's human nature. And the people that are going out on Twitter saying, oh, just ignore it. Go delete your account. Go sit in their shoes for one minute and you would die. Yeah. You would not be yeah. able to handle it. These guys are in their 20s. They're going to be on social media. Deal with it. That's what happens. They're millennials. Yeah. They're going to be on social media. So like to me, it's just absolutely insane to have these absurd expectations with how these 24-year-old guys mm -hmm. should be handling themselves on social media and by telling them exactly what to do. They're human beings. Let them be human beings. Before social media, when I would see guys like Dennis Rodman uh, lash out at fans, uh, again, like I don't think that was a great move, but when you consider the horrendous things that have been that were being said to Dennis Rodman by the fans who hated him, hated Dennis Rodman, it's human nature to eventually get sick of it and lash out and take out that frustration on fans in general. And so he became like a really super prickly guy. And at the time as a kid, I didn't understand it, but as an adult now and, and understanding what not understanding, of course I can't understand, but uh, reading about some of the things that he went through, it, it makes more sense. So if you're a 23 year old, 24 year old guy on Instagram, on Twitter, and you're having fantasy nerds in your mentions saying, I hope you get a concussion. I hope yeah. you blow out your knee. You know, uh, what, what's going to happen eventually? Like that, that's going, that's going to take a toll. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, to me, it, it really boils down to like, I, I do think that you can, you can be upset at Josh Jacobs for what he did and also still have some compassion and understand that like he feels that way. Don't get me wrong. Like there is a, a gray area here. What I'm really speaking to are the people who are like, well, they just deal with it. This is this is what they signed up to do. This is what they no, guys they like <laughs> like th th this idea that like these guys, oh, they're making millions of dollars so they can handle it. No, that's that's not how this works. That's not how this works at all. I'm in a position right now where I'm living a dream. I have a dream job. My, my job is great. I love my life. I love my situation. It's phenomenal. But that doesn't mean that every instance on social media, I'm an angel because it's impossible to be that way. Right. And so to have this standard for these 20 and not only that I'm in my thirties now with, with a child and I have more responsibility than a lot of these athletes do who are 24 years old coming out of college and don't have the same, haven't experienced the same things that I have. So these guys, I mean, I think back to when I started all of this with the fantasy stuff, any sort of criticism would, would get at me in some way. Yeah, sure. Because I, that's I'm I'm a human being and I wear my heart in my sleeve. Yeah. Like yeah. There, there's there's no reason to walk away from who you are with that just because there are people out there who can take that. Yeah, being paid millions doesn't give the public at large the right to abuse you online. Right. It's it's an abs <laughs> it's an absolutely asinine argument to make. Like it's it's just a it's such a it's it, that that argument lacks so much compassion. It just is disgusting to me. Agreed. All right, we're gonna move on. Okay. Next question is at. I didn't do it. What video game did you hate so much that you would sue the company if you were a Zoomer? So 
Do you remember? I, I read this question. Do you remember playing the video game Aladdin? Oh, yeah, I do. That game, the magic carpet ride level, oh. th- th- impossible. It, it, no one can beat that level. Yeah. Right. right. No one can beat it. And I, I actually, my my in-laws, like five or six years ago, they gave me their Super Nintendo okay. and that they found. And I, I they had Aladdin. And I, I, I opened it up. I got through the first couple levels like with ease. And then I got to the magic carpet level and I almost threw the controller through my TV. Right, you almost ate the control. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's an impossible it, level. It, by the way, this question stems from I think I think it stems from something I, I tweeted about and I, I talked about on the podcast on Monday, which is that people hate the the game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven so much. Yeah. That they there could be a class action lawsuit against the the the, the maker, the video game maker, which is just just amazing to me. That ha- have you seen have you seen like the glitches and stuff that have gone on in this game? There, yes, and it's bad, and I I totally I get it. Like that's su- that sucks that you yeah waited, yeah yeah. But people, to go that far, yeah. people waited ten years for this game. Apparently, ten years. Yeah. It, it was it was a big deal, yeah. and it's a it's a horrible game, and 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 you you stand up in uh, on while you're riding your motorcycle, you stand up pantless apparently. That's yeah, well, first. you can also you can also change your uh, your your wiener size in this game. <laughs> I know, but I don't know if you've seen that's that. Not, that's not a glitch, though. No, that's not a glitch. That was actually made for the game. The so my all my friends play this. Like my 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 high school buddies and I are all really really tight still, yeah. and we play video games together all the time. But I don't really get to play in season because I don't have time to. Um, so I never bought the game, but my friends did. And in our in our group me that we have, they're all talking about it, and they're like, oh. and my one friend yesterday said that he was walking down the street in the game and there was a woman with her arm just standing on the sidewalk, her arms just up in the air like this, like yeah. like she's leaning up against something, but she wasn't leaning up against anything. She was just in the middle of the That's sidewalk. Oh and like God. that kind of stuff is happening like everywhere throughout this game. It's really messed up. I, uh, but speaking, you know, getting back to really tough, uh, horrible games. Uh, so I, I have a, a Nintendo slash Super Nintendo in one. It's like one machine. And I bought the original batman game like from the first movie mm-hmm. um for uh, for regular nintendo i can't get past the first stage the 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 the, the, gl- the glitches and like the slow graphics i can't i can't do it so i i have experience not enjoying games is what i'm saying and but i've never considered going to court over it is is also what i'm saying did you ever play Michael Jackson's video game. Yes. Moonwalker. Yeah. That game, that game was also very difficult. Yeah, it was. I played it at Chuck E. Cheese every time I went to Chuck E. Cheese. What a weird game too. It was like, if I recall correctly, cause what, didn't he have the monkey? He had like the, the chimpanzee that right. he used to, and, and, and he would like save children in the game. Yeah. It was yeah. a very, very kind of right. dark game, yeah. but there was also a game. There was also a game uh, for NES called, uh, I, I've seen it online. There was this this guy I used to watch videos of like de- like decades ago, uh, like when YouTube first became a thing. Decades. Uh, called called the the angry video game nerd, and he once uh, he would go through and walk through like these old video games and like like talk through them and get angry. There was a game called called Bible Adventures, and I, I, like it was I, a ga- it was a it was a Bible game for NES, and it was the most backwards, strange game I've ever seen in my life. But that yeah. was that was another one. I, I, I can't believe you're sitting here attacking organized religion on on the air, but okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next question. We're gonna move on after that. Uh, <laughs> at number one, Punna, have either of you ever rented an RV? If so, where did you go? This is really just a setup to make Denny uh, make a Denny zero RV joke. 
where the punchline is him tying four Subaru hatchbacks and calling it an RV. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Oh, that is good. I've never, I've never, uh, I don't think I've ever driven inside an RV. I, I've never been in one. I've never, I, I, the, the only RV I've ever seen is on, uh, Christmas vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. That's, that's it. That's my experience with RVs. I, I have relatives that had retired recently and they now travel the country. So I'll probably be able to like hook up with them at some point and be able to just sit in the RV for a little bit. I mean, it sounds horrible. It does sound. It does sound pretty. pretty you know, it's a, it's a, I maybe I haven't been in the right RV, but you know, I, I guess <laughs> RV. You just haven't had a good RV. I haven't been in the right one. <laughs> Next question at ff underscore CEO is chest hair just a sophisticated guidance system for belly button lint? Look, I, I think I have more chest hair than Denny. I would assume. I I, I have none, so I guess yes. And I I will tell you, I will tell you that if you have body hair on your stomach or on your chest, it does collect a lot of lint and then it just kind of, kind of falls into your belly button a little bit. Mm -hmm. Unless you, unless you're a a weirdo and have an Audi. I I don't, I don't know anyone that has Audis though. Well, thank God I don't have an Audi, I guess. Yeah. What percentage of the population do you think have Audis? Well, wouldn't you have to be like super thin to have an Audi? Yeah. But even like super thin people, like the super, super thin people, they, they, it's still like an innie. It's just like, it's, it's just like a, you know, just a little, little, right. little innie, little yeah, tiny innie. Just, but I'm talking innie. like, I'm talking like, like, like pregnant woman, you know, like en- uh, end of the end of the pregnancy and it pops out kind of out. Yeah. 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 Uh, a percentage, uh, a very, very, very low. I, you know, I, it's been a while since I've been in a men's locker room, but I'd say under, I'd say that it's going to be under 1%. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, right. Maybe, maybe like a 0.2% situation like two out of a thousand have Audis. We, we'll go with that okay well someone can fact check us uh next question at cd carbon 13 what's your 101 of holiday treats personally i haven't eaten any food other than candied pecans pecans for several days i say pecans actually i just was reading that so it's a little bit different pecan pecans um yeah i don't pe- the the pecan people are the ones that really really <laughs> ruffle my feathers they're wrong uh i don't know do you have a holiday treat not like a go-to. I, I can say that I'll eat, you know, 1,400 cookies uh, throughout the holiday season, but it's it's a variety of cookies. Uh, this year is going to be tougher because, as you guys know, I've been having some of the the, uh, the health issues, so it's a little bit different this year because I'm eating differently, but I'll still be, be eating as many as I can. Sometimes I'll splurge during the holidays, and instead of having 10 almonds, I'll have 12. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and if I'm feeling crazy, uh, they will be fully salted instead of lightly salted so that's that's kind of my do you uh, ever do you ever eat uh peanuts or almonds or nuts and uh, on an empty stomach mm-hmm. yeah all the time Be- because because my wife and i both do, like can't do it oh, like it really? makes us it makes us feel sick afterwards yeah which is i got i got some blood work done last week to see if i have any like allergies and stuff i probably have some sort of like nut allergy or something yeah which is which is ruining me right now right right well yeah, yeah. I, I, no i mean I, I i eat almonds as like a is like a in-between meal snack. Yeah, you know? I, d- I do too, but I generally have like a base, you know, like, like if I'm starving, <laughs> if I'm starving, uh-huh. I, I cannot go to peanuts because, or, or, or nuts in general, because I will feel funny afterwards. Okay. So you avoid nuts while, while starving. I get it. <laughs> I, avoid, I avoid nuts while starving. Yes. Uh, next question is from at it's underscore mama Luigi. Uh, not really a question, but I like that JJ uses whenever the same as when. So 
Let me let me. This is actually a Pittsburgh thing. Oh, it is. This is a Pittsburgh East thing. I I've I've Googled it before oh. because I know that I do this. Yeah. I I I, I can't help it. I don't, I don't do it in writing though. I think I only do it when speaking. No, but, you don't do it in writing. No. But but it's a it's it's a it's a Pittsburgh East thing. This is like one of the few things. It's this, and then I also do the the my my inflection goes down when I ask a question. So I'll say, "Hey Denny, what are you doing tonight?" Instead of, "Hey Denny, what are you doing tonight?" <laughs> that second one sounded so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like like it's always like a like a yeah. are you going to, are, are you going to the show? Instead of, "Are you going to the show?" Are you like going that. to the show? <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like <laughs> That's how we say it in Maryland, by the way. Oh, oh, in Maryland they they go in the falsetto to ask questions. <laughs> show today <laughs> um yeah no yeah, yeah i guess that that makes sense but yeah um you you do do that and i but i didn't know that it was a, a pittsburgh ease thing that's, that's interesting. i think i think it is and i i don't even notice that i do it but my it's funny because i have like even my my smartest friends from pittsburgh uh who went to ivy league schools they do the same thing like it's not even it's not even just like uh, I'm dumb. It's a it's just a I grew up in Pittsburgh thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not it has nothing to do with low intelligence. <laughs> if anything, guys, it's high intelligence. Trust me. Trust me. Just trust me on that. Uh, next question at White Sox Rob. What non sports podcast do you listen to? Is, and does JJ listen to the podcast? I try to. I don't really listen to much at all though when I'm on my computer uh, and during the season and stuff. So it's a little bit difficult. Um, do you listen to any other podcast though? Well, I listen to yours. Uh, mo- I would say, eighty-five percent of the weeks during the season, I listen to your uh, your early week, one of your early week podcasts. Um, I don't like podcasts generally. Um, I, I I I watch Pete Overzet's um, uh, Chip Chasing stream, which I was on last week to talk about kickers, which was the honestly the most fun fifteen minutes I've had in my whole life. Um, <laughs> but uh but no i i don't uh non-sports wise uh, i don't listen to any podcasts no you know what i listen to is armchair expert dak shepherd show mm. very good i recommend it to everyone he's he's if you, if you ever like aspire to do a podcast like an interview style podcast i think he's the best interviewer that i've ever listened to like like including a lot of like like journal like actual journalists and stuff he's he's such a good interviewer that's interesting i I used to listen to some horror podcasts but that was like during like my like super intense phase of horror movies and i'm 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 definitely out of that at this point next question is from at vante underscore mac does it make more sense to pick up a quarterback like jalen hurts to block your finals opponent from grabbing them or to pick up a running back like bell or ahmed or henderson to potentially play have Mahomes, Pollard, Dobbins, Jeff Wilson, and Robinson. Well, I mean, I, I think that you can make the argument that, I mean, you should you should be picking up Le'Veon Bell for Jeff Wilson. I mean, he's a better play than Jeff Wilson this week, even if Raheem Mostert doesn't play. Um, but yeah, I mean, you should be, when you're, when you're adding and dropping guys this week, you should be doing it also with your opponent in mind. Yeah. You, you have to. Yeah, you I have mean, to. it also depends on your opponent's, your opponent's roster, your roster, like, and, and honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like reach and I wouldn't put a lot of effort into pwning my opponent. If I could just help myself with a, with a pickup, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to end on this one. Cause it's kind of a weird one. Uh, this is from at Brad underscore 5. AM. Would you rather take a dump in front of all of your family and friends? They are all jammed in the bathroom with you 
or have your least favorite meal with your least favorite person once a week, every day, forever? God, these are horrible choices. No, one of them's so easy. This is so easy. This is the easiest. This is the easiest. This or that question we've ever gotten on this show. That is ludicrous. What? No, this is the. What is? You're you're taking a dump. (laughs) Are you kidding me? They're already your family and friends. They know you. It's fine. You're just, oh my, everyone poops, Denny. Uh, everyone poops. You're sitting there. I mean, is it, is it, what kind of poop are you going to have? Maybe it's a really quick poop. Maybe you're going to, maybe you're going to be hurting a little bit. Regardless, regardless of the situation, you are doing that. You don't want to sit with someone that you despise eating the worst meal imaginable once a week for the rest of your life. That sounds beyond miserable. So we're, we're talking, when we say family, we're talking about not, not our wife and kids. Our, fa- uh, your, fa- I'm saying, look, get, Get the biggest bathroom in the world and fit every acquaintance I know, and I will still do that. Are you serious? I'll take a, I'll, I'll, I'll live stream me, myself taking a dump. Dude, and, I, I, I can't get with this. I think I'm, I'm choosing the, the meal. What is wrong with you? I, I, I cannot imagine being in that position. With it's not even that bad. It is that. It, it's, it's worse than bad. It's the, it's the absolute worst. I, 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 what, what is your deal that you think that, that this would be easy? This would be very difficult. Because everyone does it. I, I would have the worst case of stage fright in history. Well, yeah, you might you might be on the toilet for a while. I would be yeah. on the toilet for for ninety minutes trying to trying to push one out probably have a hemorrhoid afterwards but. I, I mean it's just horrible I, I i don't know i i mean i don't know who my most hated person is by the way i guess it's someone who i hate politically i i i you know and i'd have to- okay, imagine having imagine having lunch with mitch mcconnell once a week and it, it or, and you're and you're eating your least favorite meal during that time now i will say it depends on what the time frame is for this and i also don't think that like like because you could take it to the extreme and if it is someone that you don't like like you politically despise like a mitch mcconnell let's sure, say sure. You, you could you could actually get some fun out of that right by yeah. by by trolling him and and doing that kind of stuff so I, I think that's a bad example i think it's it's more so someone that you yeah. don't get along with in like your personal life that's true yeah because i honestly i i would definitely have meals with mitch mcconnell <laughs> i i right. could i could i could turn that into a book deal like that like no problem <laughs> You know, I mean, that'd be awesome, I, you know, to get to get that sort of insight from from uh, the history's greatest monster. But, it, 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 you know, I, I, I think I have to. Uh, yeah, I think I would have to sit with. Yes, I would choose the, the lunch with someone I hate um, over over the bathroom thing. I, I can't even imagine I, that. That's a that's you're signing that up for a lifetime versus getting the lump sum right now. You're getting the lump sum right now. But this is the, you, our minds work differently, and and your 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 way. I mean, your decision is probably better, but I can't face what you're what you're talking about. I can't face that scenario. I I think that after this show, we should make a poll on the Living the Stream Twitter and see uh, which. And we're not going to do the stupid retweet or fave thing that you like to do. We're going to actually make a poll, Denny, <laughs> to make to make to make it fair. <laughs> So, so we'll, we'll make a poll and we'll say, would you rather it's going to be dump in front of your friends, oh eat a meal with the worst or with, something like that. With someone you hate, uh, I guess. It, yeah, by the way, JJ and I, if you missed it, uh, we went to war with the Living the Stream Twitter account and we went back and forth. <laughs> for like- it was, well, Denny started it. Denny, Denny made it a, a retweet. So anytime someone says retweet or fave. The fave is always going to win because it's a lot less yeah. of an action that you have to make sure. in order for that to, to happen. So 
yeah, of, of course you're going to win if you say fave this. But what, what was it again? What was the question? Like, who's smarter or something like that? No, it was... Uh, oh, uh, oh, who was yeah, better? No, to... It was, uh, who was your favorite uh, co-host? Is it JJ retweet for JJ fave for... Yeah, it was something It was something really wrong. How about that person in your mentions who was like... Uh, who was like, it would be the best if you never talked to Denny again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone said... Someone, someone, someone tweeted at me this week and said... That I'm not funny. Nothing angers people more than people thinking that you think you're funny. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I don't like. I don't think I'm funny. I'm just tweeting things, and so. But people get angry at that because you're tweeting jokes, and they're like, "Oh, this guy must think he's really funny." No, that's not it at all. That's not it whatsoever. I'm just trying to get interaction. And so this uh, this guy sends a tweet and says, "You're not funny," and I think that everyone, like the world, would be a better place or something yeah. if you stop tweeting. And if you also stop talking to Denny, I, I can't talk to Denny according to this guy. And therefore the world would be better. And then some Jay Cutler parody account said, it uh, said, absolutely agree. 100% Denny is an awful human being. <laughs> yeah. He called Denny an awful human being. It's I, unbelievable. I, I want to know, I need to know what I did or said to make this person think I'm an awful human. being. I've been called a lot of things. That's not one of them. So yeah. I, I, I need to know. And thankfully, Jay Cutler uh, a parody account had blocked a lot of people I respect. So. Yeah, well, and then they they deleted all their tweets after I called them out. And oh, really? And yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing: like, if you're gonna like, so early, whatever, we're, we're we're way over an hour, but I don't I don't care because this is fun to talk about. So earlier this week, I sent a, a follow up tweet. So last the last two weeks, I've sent negative tweets about Tyler Lockett, basically saying like. Guys, he's not producing. Guys, he's not producing. So this past week, I quote tweeted an old tweet of mine and said, you know, Tyler Lockett was the wide receiver 63 or whatever this week, right? And someone responded and they were like, uh, do you ever do you ever comment when you get something wrong? And what was his comment? And so I quote tweeted it and I was like, well, number one, I do an entire episode of the Late Round Podcast where I go through the things that I got wrong. So yes. Number two, I told people to draft Tyler Lockett this year. Right. So so what are you saying right now? And that person then got mad at me for exposing the, him to my following to, to attack him. Yeah. Right. It's like, dude, don't be a dick. That's all you got to do. <laughs> you don't said, be a dick. That's said, all. Re, that's you, it. You said reply guys attack. Yeah. Right. Like, like I understand what happens when I quote tweet someone who's being a jerk and, and saying something negative. I, I know the result of that. And, and trust me, I'm doing it on purpose. I am because, because I, if you're going to be a jerk, then fine. I'll, I'll let other people be a jerk back to you. I'm not, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely doing it on purpose. As, as one of my reply guys said, you quote, retweet them. We'll F them up. That's (laughs) (laughs) also, I hope that people don't take these conversations like super literally like i don't i i don't actually get upset or care about that kind of stuff it's just hilarious to talk about it is uh i i yeah i mean if you if you go at like a big account you better be ready i've gone after big accounts and i have gotten squashed i'm talking yeah. about destroyed i had to log off like twice for for days and, and lock down my account because it was all too much so if you know you have to buckle your helmet up and and make sure you're ready Right. Yeah. You, you definitely have to, especially if it's like a real account that you're tweeting from and not some like, Oh, yeah. I have, I have a picture of Jay Cutler as my avatar. Yeah. And I'm going to have a Jake. Cut- like no one knows who you are and no, no one will ever know who you are behind that account. But you know, if it's like, Hey, I'm John, uh, Parker, 
then yeah, sure. Then... So, apologies to John Parker, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for today's show. Denny, where can everyone find you? Yeah. Uh, by the way, everybody can uh, send us extra money for the extra long show. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, they can find me at CD Carter 13 on Twitter. You can find my kicker plays on, on Patreon and on the uh, Roto World website where I work. Um, and then the podcast is on the Living the Stream Patreon page twice a week. I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. You'll find links to my podcast and stuff on there. Denny, Championship Week. Mm-hmm. We made it. We did it. I don't know when the DGAF episode will be out and when we'll do it, but we'll do it eventually. Yes, it may it may not be. Well, we'll talk we'll see. about it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out the timing for it all. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you on the DGAF episode. It's uh, 4.24 p.m. in the only legitimate time zone. In the Milky Way galaxy, the Eastern Time Zone, I want to apologize for all the noise in the background. My wife and my kids are watching a, a Christmas movie at maximum volume upstairs. I'm talking about, uh, you know, the TV goes up to 100. I think they're on 98 to 100, somewhere in there. I'm not bothered by it at all, no matter what anyone says. Anyway, uh, I did that thing where... I paid up bigly, as our big, beautiful president would say, uh, for the Rams' defense in DFS. I mean, not across the board, but in a few spots, okay? Meaning a lot of spots, especially afternoon contests. And um, the Jets, they're up right now. There's four minutes left in the first quarter. It looks like the Jets managed to score a touchdown and an extra point against the Rams. It's just a just a kick in the nuts, and I'm sorry to the kids, but it is. You know when you when you decide, you know what, I'm gonna do the thing that I know I shouldn't do to own the libs. I'm gonna pay up for my defense, pay all the way up. I'm talking way up, forty five hundred dollars on DraftKings, just a ludicrous price point for a defense and I said it's worth it it's worth it this is worth it the Rams defense against the corpse of the Jets you gotta do it you gotta just 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 eat that price and you do it and 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 this is so this is what I get you know this is just it just goes without saying that the Jets are now going to I don't know win the game or something I don't know I don't know if they don't win it they're probably gonna score a bunch of points Whatever happens, uh, I obviously uh, ignore process and uh, chase results, and I am going uh, to suffer for it, as I so richly deserve. I am tilting. How funny is it that Tony Pollard, in his first shot to show what he can do as the workhorse back for Dallas, goes absolutely berserk against a pretty good San Francisco rush defense, okay? I mean, they weren't playing, you know, the, the, the Jags or somebody. I mean, they were playing a real team, a real front seven, and, and, and he just completely roasted them. Clearly, clearly, it's not uh, controversial in any way to say that he is by far the superior running back for Dallas, and yet 
they're going to have to pay Ezekiel Elliott $10 trillion uh, over the next however many years after they caved. And this is this goes back to my, my fantasy as a, as a football fan is for a team uh, to draft a good running back like Ezekiel Elliott, uh, ride it out for his rookie contract, and just say, that's, we're done. Thank you for your service. You can now go, you know, to the Jets. You can now go to the Giants. You can now go, you know, somewhere where they value running backs. I, you know, and, but that'll never happen because the, the traditional, hey, look at the Rams got a sack. Maybe, maybe I'm going to, maybe I'm going to get my $4,500 back. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, these teams, especially the Cowboys, the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys have existed for 30 years now trying to replicate the uh, success, the model of its last great run in the early 90s, which was uh, a high T run heavy approach. Right. And uh, it's not going to work. Not today. It's not going to work. And they're going to continue to do this until Jerry Jones is dead. Uh, and uh, that's not a joke. That's real. That's a real thing. That's going to happen. I'm tilting. It's uh, 5.49 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, and the New York football Jets are now up 20-3 to three against the L.A. football Rams. I, I don't even know, like, what this... I mean, what what is this? What is... What is going on here with this? Uh, maybe the worst game of Sean McVay's coaching career? I don't know. I mean, is that is that too much? I know he's had a few pretty bad ones. I don't know. I, I truly, it's 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 an absolute horror show. Twenty to three, and on top of that, uh, in my four for four column this week, I wrote up. Uh, a, a Rams mega stack, Goff, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Rams defense. I said, you know, I said throw throw Robert throw Robert Woods in there if you want, whatever. And um, that you know that hasn't worked out so far. And there's there's eight minutes left in the third quarter. It's not that you we know we're not talking about you know just before halftime, like this game getting uh, getting late early, as Scott Hansen likes to say, on, on Red Zone. Uh, I, I do have to say that, uh, you know, um, my buddy Roto Pat, Pat Doherty, referenced Adam Gase's psychotic dedication to Frank Gore, who scored the Jets' most recent touchdown. And, and, and it really is um, bordering on the unexplainable, the fact that Frank Gore continues to start and lead the Jets backfield uh, in the year of our Lord, 2020. Apologies for the religion. Uh, and, and, and it makes you wonder, is Adam Gase's only function as a coach uh, to service Frank Gore's career? You know, to, to, to ensure that in the waning years of his 50 years in the NFL that he continues to get touches and score touchdowns. I mean, is that it? Does Adam Gase know that there are other reasons to be a coach? 
I, I, I really wonder this. Like, maybe someone needs to tell him that. Because I, I, I just feel like he, he may not actually know that there are other goals uh, as, a, as a coach other than just giving the ball to a guy who averages two yards a carry. I mean, Frank Gore's not good. And Frank Gore's never been good. Okay, he's he's a he's a stat compiler over the centuries, but he's never been a good running back. He's been he's a serviceable running back. I don't wish any harm on him or anything, but you know, th- this this obsession that Adam Gase has with Frank Gore is really just not explainable. It it goes far beyond Sean Payton's obsession with Taysom Hill's package. I will say that. And I am tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the teams and as we live, live in the stream.